What's up, everybody? BC here. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. First and foremost, this podcast is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. We also have an investment division now. So if you're interested, reach out to me. Myra runs the investment division right now. You can reach out to her. You can go to jointeambc.com, shoot us a message. Also, Modern Success, my coaching program, which is growing and expanding on a daily basis. I highly recommend you join if you're an entrepreneur, real estate person, or anything else in between us. There's a lot of information, techniques, and things that I teach there that I've never taught anywhere else. Okay. Also, Rebirth of the Titans is an event I'm doing the 28th and the 29th of January. That's also available on my website along with everything else. All right, let's get into this. I wanted to talk today about um, confrontation and you need to become a person that confronts life and people. And when I say that, a lot of people misconstrue um, this, this word, right? This word confrontation, right? Let me even look up the definition right now and give it to you. Uh, that way, you know, let's see. I'm going to see if I can find multiple definitions because normally one is not sufficient. Okay. Let's see. Definition of confrontation. According to Merriam-Webster, the act of confronting, the state of being confronted, such as a, a face-to-face meeting. Okay. Nothing negative about that. A cl- the clashing of forces or ideas. Okay. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's something bad. It's just they're clashing. They're coming together. Boom, right? They're hitting each other, meaning I think up, you think down. We get in a discussion. That's a clash, right? C, comparison. And the example it gives us the flashbacks bring into meaningful confrontation, present and past, near and far. Okay? What definition out of those three seems violent to you or fighting? right? A lot of people associate confrontation with, we're going to go, we're going to go to blows. We're going to box. We're going to fight. I gave you three definitions there. And I've told people a lot of the root of your suffering and anguish is just that you have misrepresentations of words, your, your usage and understanding of language and communication is off and that's causing you to suffer. So based on those new definitions, and I say, be a person who is a confronter. That's what I'm talking about doing things face-to-face, calling things as they are, being and inviting ideas, different ideas being brought to you and brought to the table so you can discuss them. I want when I call my prospects and talk to people to hear opposing ideas. Why? That gives me an opportunity to sell as a salesperson, as a higher level salesperson. I now have the opportunity to sell to you. I now have the opportunity to present my ideas in a more concise, accurate fashion to say, hey, go with my ideas. They're better. Because ultimately, when we want to get somebody to purchase our product, purchase our service, you know, if we really want to boil it down, that's one of the things that we're doing. That's basically what we're doing. They have an idea of what it's supposed to be like and how they want to do it, which we know in many cases is flawed or not ideal for their situation. And we present our ideas through communication, and then the one who wins, in quotes, right, is the one who then gets the decision. Either they walk away or they purchase your product or service. It's really, in essence, that simple. I want you to be the confronter. Why? Because when you don't, you run into a lot of issues, man. Number one, people don't respect you. Human beings are very primal as much as we are intelligent. And because of media and the world, we're left in our lower chakras, 
we're brought back to that animalistic state because they're always pumping emotions into us in particular negative emotions. And that keeps you disconnected from your higher self. Okay. Basically what that means is we're going to act on a lot of these primal urges. Now, one thing that we do innately as human beings is we prey on weakness. We may not consciously think we are, but we do. If somebody is not strong or weak, we will take advantage of them, whether a little bit or a lot depends on the scenario and the person. But we do. If somebody's too nice to you and keeps giving, 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 and you don't request anything in return, but they keep giving, 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 even if it's to their detriment, we'll keep taking, 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 taking. Okay? Think about all the people who write music or programs or events and seminars and products and books online, and they just distribute it for free and people will take it. Right? So a lot of people are drawn to that, but we innately will take advantage of it, just like in the animal kingdom, because we are similar to animals. Think about when animals are hunting, in particular in packs. What do they do? They target the weak one. Why? Because they're more likely to be successful going after the weak one. So you have to understand this dynamic. And I never want to put myself in a position where human nature goes against me. Whenever you put yourself in a position where human nature goes against you, you will suffer, right? Unless we're talking specific scenarios where you're going to manipulate that situation to lure somebody or trap them into a particular behavior to catch them, right? But that's the exception to the rule. That's like a movie scenario. That's very like razor specific for a particular thing, right? That's like the one in a million. I'm talking just everyday life. Same thing if you walk around. We will judge things and move subconsciously based on how we feel about a situation or how we analyze a situation. So if you're walking around smiling with your chest up, you have good energy, right? You're signaling to people that you're winning, that you're open, that you're receptive, that you're good, that you're not a threat, and they're probably going to communicate with you. You do the opposite, they're going to respond to you a different way. This is just a matter of you understanding that dynamic and being aware of basic principles that govern our psyche, that govern our interactions as human beings, and basically govern our world. Because there's a lot that you see directly, and there's a lot that you don't see. So there's certain things that are perceived by our senses, and there's things that are the underlying communication, subliminal, beneath the senses, right? So we operate at many levels as human beings. So when we take this ability and the first issue I said was preying on weakness and it's going to make you be perceived as weak, right? And, and it really um, will put you on that side of the fence in regards to people's perception of you. But this also as the first one and kind of tying it to the second point is your self-esteem and self-confidence, if you don't become a confronter, will go down. You will avoid conflict, right? And when, again, when I say conflict, the new definition, you'll avoid the face-to-face -face meeting. You'll avoid the open uh, debate of ideas and the presentation of opposing views. You'll say, oh, that place has people who don't think and like me and walk like me and talk like me. Even if I can get a benefit from it, I'm going to avoid it completely. No, you don't want that, dude. You don't want that. You want to at least be able to consciously say, I'm not going there because of weakness. I'm just choosing not to go. It's different when you choose not to go versus avoiding. Two completely different scenarios. Now, what happens many times is the avoiders fool themselves and lie to themselves that they're not avoiding, they're choosing not to go. And that's where the delusion begins. That's where the sanity ends and the delusion begins. And I never recommend that. I always will opt and tell you to choose sanity over delusion 100% of the time.
Because when you start to live in the delusion, which many of us do to varying degrees, you start to lie to yourself, right? And then that lie, the small ones turn into big ones. And then before you know it, your life is a complete disaster because you have to play 10 different versions of yourself, depending on who you are, what day it is, what month it is, where you're at, who you're with. And it becomes just this, this crazy, crazy roller coaster. And you don't want that. Okay. But like I said, this is directly rooted to your self-esteem and self-confidence. If you become the confronter and you start adopting some of these principles, your ability to communicate will go up. How people respond to you will be much more uh, positive and much more beneficial, right? To your happiness, to your fulfillment. You will have more confidence. You will have more self-esteem, right? You will radiate a different energy. You'll feel more hopeful. You'll feel more powerful. You'll feel more, feel more motivated. You'll feel more on tune with your purpose. You'll feel more capable as a human being. You'll be fulfilling more of your potential. You'll be in a position where now, you know, now you feel like, okay, the chips are stacked in my favor, not against me. And you start activating some of these things that human beings very rarely get to access. Okay. And it's not like it's this complicated thing. It's actually quite simple. Okay. So those are some of the first two principles when it comes to this. Now, an action, right? If we're going to get into that, really, it's a small tweak. A lot of times when we're in a position where let's say we have to now call somebody, right? If you're a salesperson, you have to confront your client or in person, we have to step up and say something or do something. That's the key moment right there. Because prior to that, whether the person confronts or not, they both have the same idea and feeling inside. It's, I need to say something or the right thing to do in this scenario is grab the person or say this or do that, right? We all have that natural instinct. What differentiates the confronter with the non-confronter is they respond differently to that moment. And all, every single one of you, you know what that moment is, as I'm saying it, you're probably thinking of it right now. And maybe you have more than one in the last like even week or two weeks or month, or maybe there's still one that's haunting you from a year ago or two years ago where you didn't take the right action. And how do we know there's a right or wrong action in these scenarios? You do it right you're good. You do it wrong, it lingers and it damages you. So obviously we know there's a right and a wrong choice here. And we know innately as human beings, it's one of those unwritten rules, but we know what it is, right? So the person's going to respond how they're going to respond. Now, many people will back away from it. And remember, whatever you do repeatedly becomes a habit and a pattern. And if you repeatedly step away from these scenarios, that now becomes your go-to and it becomes a little bit more challenging each time for you to step up and change it. You need a pattern interrupt. You need somebody like me to, when that moment comes, I tap you on the shoulder and say, this is that moment. And I shove you forward. Or I say that first word for you and the person looks at you and now you have to continue it, right? This is another reason it's good to have coaches and mentors and people in your corner who really are working with you closely because of pivotal moments and things like this. But one person will respond the right way and confront handle the situation, resolve it, and the other person won't. So it's an exchange here. If you avoid, which most people do, you're choosing a temporary comfort for a long-term discomfort. If you confront, there's a temporary disturbance because that's never comfortable confronting situations, especially with the negative stigma around it. There's a temporary discomfort if you do it, then long-term comfort. Which would you prefer? A small interruption? and discomfort and then long-term comfort or temporary comfort and long-term discomfort. The first one sounds better to me. And I think to any rational human being, they'll also choose the first as well. A little bit of ruffling and rustling of the feathers for long-term peace and tranquility. That's what I want. Okay. So 
It's a change and a tweak in that moment, in that response. That's all it is. If you can do that and start to get through some of that discomfort, and remember, everything is uncomfortable when you do it for the first time. Walking, swimming, biking, riding, right? Doing any new sport, any new activity. The first time you do anything, it sucks because you're not good at it and you don't feel good. Then you're worried about what people are going to think and blah, 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 and all the crap that comes with being a human being in today's society, right? But it's a change in that. So become aware of it. And you know, you know, probably in the next week or two, there's going to be at least a couple scenarios where consciously you're already thinking, I need to do this or that. And it's a, in quotes, confrontation situation. Well, prepare yourself and write out like a little script. What am I going to do when I'm faced with that situation where, you know, that once a week I'm in front of my boss and I always want to say that one idea, but I never say it and I bite my tongue. Well, prepare what you're going to say. That way, when the moment comes, you've already rehearsed it. And you're like, you know what, Mr. Mr. Boss, I have something to say, blah, 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 blah. Now, regardless of what the outcome is, the fact that you changed that and now took an action and took one step towards bettering this is all you need because it doesn't matter what happens after that because that's out of your control. What you can control and what you changed was your response and you wanting to do something and stepping up and confronting the situation. And you did. That in itself is a reward that deserves your own pat on the back and your own praise. And you will see that you will start to shift as a human being and you will start to change. You'll start to feel better about yourself. Your confidence, your self-confidence will go up. Your self-esteem will go up. And all these things you've been wanting to, you'll get a rush of good emotion. You'll be like, oh man, that wasn't as hard as I thought. Oh, I can do it. Now your self-talk starts to change. Like everything from that moment forward starts to shift. And then you'll start looking and being like, man, where else am I being kind of like a little bitch so I can start working on this? This becomes now that initial momentum that you need. All this self-improvement, self-help, all this stuff, all, it needs to, all that really needs to be done is you need to spark a few little things in the beginning. And then any forward movement after that is like met with excitement and exhilaration and this like never-ending drive to keep moving forward and doing more because now you've gotten a taste of what it's like to do it correctly and the change that you get and the positivity and the growth and the feeling associated with it. It's incredible. It's intoxicating, right? It's like they say when you uh, work out intensely for at least 20, 25 minutes, the endorphins kick in and they call it like the runner's high, the natural high. The shit is intoxicating, but in a good way. This is how you start using all these things, but in a positive way to help yourself. That's what you want right? This is how you can be on this level of momentum that I'm on where you'll get messages like, bro, you never fucking stop. You've been one of the most consistent people I've seen for like 10 years now. Well, of course, because I understand some of these principles. I've hacked them at the level, that underlying level, and I apply them in my life. And then I give little snippets like this on my podcast. I've had tremendous growth from this. And man, the beginning was not easy. You think confronting people, especially in something like business, I was brand new to real estate about 10 years ago now. So all of these confrontational situations as a new business person was extremely difficult. It was not easy, but I had to do it. I knew this is the crossroads. I'm either going to do it and man up and grow and achieve everything that I want, or I'm going to back away and run like everybody else and become a statistic like the other 90, 92% or whatever the failure rate is in my industry. Same thing with my life. You want a better relationship with people around you? You're going to have to confront them at times and, and, and do what you have to do. And situations will have to be handled right then and there. Think about how many couples suffer 
because instead of talking about it, they say, I don't want to talk about it now. That doesn't fly in my business partnerships and relationships. And if at that moment, that person says, no, I don't want to talk about it. I refuse. I'm like, okay, then we're done. And I will end a partnership or relationship because of that, because those grounds are established from the beginning. Whenever we have a, a disagreement, an interruption, um, uh, an issue, a challenge, an obstacle, whatever it is, the rule is if we decide to move forward, we handle it on the spot, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And that agreement has come to early on because that implies and forces confronting the situation. And that is a requirement to be in a friendship, relationship, or whatever with me, because that's how it's going to be. And if you're not comfortable with that, there's the door. Not a problem. Not a problem. Now, do you have that standard for your life? And are you willing to do it? That's what separates higher level friendships and partnerships and your own personal power from the masses and everybody else is having standards like that. I could give a shit what anybody thinks about that. Why? Because I know it works and I have proof and experience in my life and the relationships and friendships to show you that it is legit and it is exactly how you want to do it. Does it scare people? Of course. Why? They're not used to it. Anytime you present something that's not the norm, it will be met with skepticism, fear, anger, fill in the blank with something negative or some kind of extreme emotion. Always. But this is a subject that if you learn it, you understand it and you master it, you will change and you'll start to change the people around you because then you now become the shining light and example of someone looking at you saying, I want to be that way. And that will inspire them to change. And when they're ready, they'll come to you. And when they're ready, they'll start making the changes. Okay. So I'll keep this one short and sweet. Appreciate you guys. Become the confronter. It's not a bad thing. It's much better and beneficial than you think it is. Shout out to Team BC, BrianCasella.com for all my products, coaching events, and everything else that you want to check out. All right. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.